You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Thursday. We're off tomorrow, so it's a meet Friday on a Thursday. And in case you're wondering, smoked ribeyes, pull-apart pesto bread, pull-apart pesto bread, and grilled baby carrots. All of that, while uh, Tyler is the moderator of Chat Row, he takes care of Winnie, my dog, during the show, and he's also the operator standing by multi-talented. And if you're watching on Peacock, as I look in the room where Tyler's supposed to be, he's nowhere to be found. I don't know what other job. Oh, that's right. He's cooking. He's he's in the kitchen. I can see him. We have all these cameras in here, these in-house cameras. Now he's out there in the uh, Traeger area. So Tyler's out there checking on the Traeger grill. Just opened him up. And we have the uh, ribeyes there as well. Yes, Eden. It's like watching Tyler walk around. I know, I know. He, he, of anybody here, he's got the most diverse <laughs> job responsibilities. Yes. I, I drive in. He's there to greet me. He takes my dog, uh, Winnie, and plays with her for about 45 minutes. And then he's got to go shop for food yesterday, prep the food, put Winnie in her uh, crate there so she can sleep during the show. Then he's got to answer the phone calls, do some audio. He's got to make sure the chat row behaves. The only person giving him a run, it might be Weeks, the cameraman. He does some different things around here, too. He built the fire this morning. Like He does does a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. He he mows the the lawn. He mows the lawn and does camera. I know. (laughs) Well, there's only 12 of us, and so I ask everybody to pitch in. Cameraman slash landscaper. Yeah, you have a couple of jobs there. Uh, the big German, he'll direct the show, which is big boy stuff. And then you also get the snowblower out there. I'll see him. You know, as I'm leaving, you just see him out there. <laughs> he set up the sprinkler system. Yeah, Paul. Spread and salt, directing yeah. a show, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> you know, when you put it on your resume, you know, what are your strengths, your qualities? There's a lot of things you can put after working on this show. All right, final hour coming up. Phone calls, we'll get to that. We got a new poll question for the final hour of the program. Pauling? So I, I noticed on social media today that the uh, Cincinnati Bengals had a rally, not a parade, but a rally. What's that big uh, central park that they have down there? There's these big buildings. I thought you might know it. It's kind of the center of town in Cincinnati. We just call it downtown. There you go. Um, <laughs> you and your fancy names yeah. in Cincinnati. Yeah, we just say downtown. I'm sure, you came up with that. Um they had a big rally, and thousands of people showed up. The team came out there. They spoke. It felt like a victory parade or a victory celebration, but they obviously lost. Some people were surprised that they had a, a rally. So do you like that they have a rally? Sure. Or do you wait till you win something? Uh, if you're Bengals fans, I think you celebrate in the moment. Absolutely. And, and they should. They had a great season. You haven't been able to celebrate a lot of Bengals seasons in the last 30 years. Hell yes. Have a rally. Have fun. You know, say thank you to those fans. Fans say thank you to the players. It's being a Bengals fan uh, without being called a Bungles fan, you know, you take great pride in that. And hopefully turn the corner and you got your quarterback, you got your wide receiver, you just extended your coach, you get a couple of uh, offensive linemen and spend some money, then you got a chance to be back there. You got a great field goal kicker, 
And you got some defensive players who uh, certainly look good on Super Bowl Sunday. Sure, celebrate. Yeah, Paul. You know, Rodney Harrison in the first hour talked about Matthew Stafford's rep that you know he was on the Lions and it wasn't his fault. He was doing everything he could. But you know, if you look at their careers, Matthew Stafford had Megatron. He had Calvin Johnson for a long time, yeah. and they didn't go anywhere. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow in year two to the Super Bowl. So like Joe Burrow's on a franchise that's mostly known for being struggling, except yeah. for those years in the eighties. Yeah. But they they have these pockets. You know, Kenny Anderson was league MVP. Boomer Siason was league MVP. So you have quarterbacks who've uh, you know had I don't know how many franchises have had quarterbacks who have been league MVPs. Now Green Bay had that certainly, but here you have the Bengals with Kenny Anderson and Boomer Esiason, and who's to say Joe Burrow is not going to win an MVP or two? 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner, and also our radio affiliates, Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio. It was uh, last February at this time. Tiger Woods was involved in that car accident, and a lot of people at the time were curious if we'd ever see him play golf again. Really, it was more severe than that. We didn't know if he'd be able to walk again. Didn't know if he was going to lose one of his legs in that accident. But he had a press conference yesterday, and he says that he's not going to be able to play a full schedule again. Just the fact that he is going to maybe play a few events on tour is amazing. He's been through a lot. He doesn't have anything to prove. He's got 15 majors. He's not going to catch Jack Nicklaus. But the fact that he is going to play a few events... uh, you know, consider ourselves lucky that we get that opportunity. And I mentioned this about Augusta. If you haven't been to the Masters, then you don't realize how how many hills are there. And you get uneven lines when you're, you know, on that golf course. And, you know, that would be really hard for Tiger to walk around Augusta. And they won't give him a cart. If he's on the senior tour, then he could have a cart. But as far as playing golf and... That's one of the more hilly golf courses that you'll find on tour is Augusta. And we know he loves the course and he's successful at that course. But I I don't think this is just a, of course, he's going to play in that event. He'd love to, but I don't know if it's something that that wear and tear on your knee. And when you're having these uneven lies, when you're in the fairway, just the walking and it's four days, it's going to take a while for him to build up to that. But just the fact that he's entertaining that is great. Because of where we were a year ago. And plus you look at, he's 46. And and that's a banged up 46, that body. What it's been through. And if you could get 10 events, 5, 7, you know, the PGA Tour, you're like, that'll be must-see TV. All right, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, let's see, Mike in Arizona. Hi, Mike. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. Um Thanks for taking the call. Tyler truly is the Swiss Army knife for the DP show. Yeah, um, yeah I've been a huge fan uh, ever since the years in the attic. Uh, I grew up near Green Bay. was a lifelong Packers fan and actually a partial owner of the team with my one share of Green Bay Packers stock. Um, I think the Aaron Rodgers, uh, Shailene Woodley breakup, to me, it means only one thing. I mean, that's that he's decided to stay in Green Bay because, you know, she's a diva. She can no longer take half a year of the cold weather, the broad festivals, the Friday night fish fries, the snowmobiling, uh, the ice fishing. Um, so I, 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 
that's uh, you know all the stars are aligned. I think that's uh, I think that's uh, that, that's a, a, a telltale right there. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you for the breakdown there of uh, why Shailene Woodley would not want to be in Green Bay for uh, six months out of the year. All those things that he brought up sound like a lot of fun. I'd always go to the fish fry Friday night. You know, Catholic Church would have a fish fry and be like, yeah, I'm all in. Ice fishing sounds good. Yeah, wow. Seaton. That's like one of the things I miss is that like spaghetti dinner at the Knights of Columbus. You know what I mean? Like those things are awesome. <laughs> I loved that. Uh, you know, if you are got a snowmobile, all those things. I think if you're in love, you're you're fine wherever you are. It's not where you're you're living as much as <laughs> mentally are you in love. And if Aaron Rodgers and her no longer in love, I can't believe I'm breaking down this relationship. <laughs> you know, I mean, women love Browers too. You yeah, know, I know. I Break know. it down, Dan. I know. I know. You've been to Green Bay. It's it yes, conducive to love. Yeah, and I you know. love love. Yeah, I do love love and Browers. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know if she's a diva or not, but I'll have to get some sources on Why that. assume just because she's an actress that she doesn't love the great things about Wisconsin? I don't know. So this means Aaron's going back to Green Bay because she doesn't want to go back to Green Bay. I think that's what Mike is saying. But uh, I'm not ready to go that far. I'm going to have to wait until uh, Mort or Shefty report on this. Yeah, Paul. Funniest thing breaking this thing. I know. It's sad. It's sad. Remember last year, people were calling and saying, you know, Aaron just uh, re-upped his membership at uh, what Kenosha Country Club or whatever it was, and that means he's staying four more years. We had people calling in. Well, you know, they said that he just renewed his golf membership, and it turned out that, you know, maybe that was just automatic that it was going to be renewed. But, you know, hey, I saw his plane land, his, his tail number there and all of this. Now, he's buying property in Nashville. What about the Titans there? Mm. Who isn't buying property in Nashville? And I like that no matter where he goes, Devontae Adams is going with him. Yeah. <laughs> I like that addition to the story now. They're a package. Did Devontae Adams come between Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers? Right. That's what I want to know. Question mark. Yeah, question mark. That's great. Mm. Uh, the Rams had a party yesterday. Here is Matthew Stafford trying to thank the fans of Los Angeles. I'm damn happy to be standing up here with you guys celebrating this shit. Come on. Let's go, y'all. I'm going to bring us a little Southern hospitality to this. I appreciate y'all so much. You guys have been unbelievable. Unbelievable all year. And you know what? We appreciate you. Let's go. I was thinking we bring the little son. So that's the talisman. Let's go. Cooper Coop, get Cooper Coop up here. Cooper Cup, Cooper Coop, give me a cup of what he's drinking. I I got a cup in my coop. This is St. Louis is the best Rams fans. This is the Southern Hospitality. Yeah. I mentioned first hour, he's going to be in concussion protocol this morning because he's going to have a hangover. When you're, when you're drinking out of the bottle of tequila, you know, even Tom Brady said, hey, mix in a little water in there. It looks like he drained that bottle, too. That, right? No, he couldn't drink that whole there thing. There wasn't much left in That's there. That's not good. He probably spilled a lot of it. But uh, here is, uh, here's Sean McVay and Aaron Donald, and it sounds like a WWE Run it back! 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 Give it up for Aaron Donald! What a stunt! Everything! We, we, we built a super team! 
right back. We could be world champions. Yeah! <laughs> uh, when, when did it become fashionable to just be at, plastered at these parades? Did the Patriots do this? It seems like those duck boats and Gronk were, oh. uh, he was a forefather of these parades. Well, then you had Brady in Tampa. That sort of set the tone mm. for, you know, you're throwing the trophy around boat to boat. Gronk having fun, but Gronk was usually just doing like keg stands or something. He was definitely shirtless. Yeah. And yeah. people would flip him cans of beer and he would just crush him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, J.R. Smith. He had his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, sure the Cavaliers. Did. I I saw where J.R. Smith was on a podcast. I don't remember the podcast, but uh, the former NBA player, uh, he was uh, friends, well, teammates with uh, LeBron James, and he said the coaching staff, he tried to mention the coaching staff didn't do their job when he called the uh, ill-fated timeout. They didn't have a timeout, and LeBron was incredulous, like, don't you know what's going on here? And it sounded like J.R. Smith was saying, hey, I took the bullet for these coaches who uh, didn't tell me that we didn't have any timeouts. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing here. I'm thinking, are we still on this topic? And J.R., shouldn't you know how many? Shouldn't you say, hey, how many times? Have we got any timeouts? Do we have a 20-second? Do we have anything here? Now, you're right. Your coaches should help you there. But you've been in the league how many years? Yeah, Fritzy. It's not literally we got to yell to the outfield, you know, two outs, it's two outs. Come on, they're not eight. <laughs> two down, two down. I always, you know, it, you see the major leaguers do this. It's on the scoreboard. Like you can't, you can't miss it. If you go, how many outs? Are, oh, it's right there. But when you're in little league or even, you know, when I was in high school or Legion ball, you're like, oh, you know, playing shortstop, you know, you turn around to your outfielder, left fielder, you go, Two down, two down. You know, like, okay, all right. <laughs> it's just because baseball is so damn boring, and you had to do something. That's why after a strikeout, you throw it around the infield. You guys awake? Yeah. You guys awake? Yeah. yeah. Okay, look alive. How about we throw it around one more time here? Throw it around in the outfield here. Two down, come on, two down. Yeah, Paul. It's funny, though, in sports, my daughter was playing basketball the other day, and it was a one-and-one. One. She thought it was one shot. So she's at the foul line, like, uh, in one of the boxes, waiting for the kid to shoot. The kid shoots, and she just takes off down court. She thought that was there was no other shots left. And I was like, you got to come back. There's another shot. Yeah, that's why they go one-and-one. One. <laughs> the, the, uh, the referee, one-and-one. One. We're shooting one-and-one. One. Uh, Chris Paul and my Phoenix Suns went off last night. He got tossed. So he got tossed for saying something to the official, and he bumped the official. Uh, and he bumped the official. Sure seemed like the official bumped him. Um, no, I think that he was he was looking to initiate contact there. I would have loved if the official flopped after Chris bumped into him. And, oh, you know, number three. Going to tee you up there. They tossed him. The push. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to cost Chris Paul. But um, uh, I was watching a little bit of that game last night. You know who I was watching? Oklahoma City. Of course I was. Josh mm. Giddy posted his third straight triple-double. First rookie since Oscar Robertson to do that in three straight games. Sounded like a stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes that one. Stat of the day. 
Stop. You know, the game I was watching, I was watching the Knicks and the Knicks and the Nets. Okay, the Nets didn't have any players. Nobody. And the Knicks blew a 28-point lead. <laughs> that, it, it's, it's hard to do, but they've lost 13 of 16 games. They have blown 20-point leads in three of the last seven games at the Lakers, against the Blazers, then last night. So they didn't have Durant. They, they didn't have Ben Simmons. They didn't have Kyrie. The Knicks are up 28. And you're thinking, all right, got to win these games. They're looking impressive. And I'm flipping back. You know, I've watched a couple different games, and I come back, and the Nets are slowly coming back. I go, they can't blow this lead. I mean, who's on the Nets here? Uh, yes, Todd, what? And Coach Tibbs wanted to make sure everyone knew in the postgame that no one's guaranteed any minutes anymore. If they're losing three games by more than 20 points, it's like you're going to have to earn your minutes all of a sudden. Well, you have to play somebody. But here's the problem. Play younger players. If, if you're not that good, play some of these younger players. He's playing, you know, the veterans more minutes. Uh, let's see if Obi Toppin can play. Like, let him have some run here. By the way, DeMar DeRozan might be the best player to never make the highlights. You know, you start to think about great players, and DeMar DeRozan is going to be a, a Hall of Famer. He scored 38 last night, making him the first player in NBA history to score 35 points while shooting better than 50% from the floor in seven consecutive games. The person he surpassed, Wilt Chamberlain. That was back in uh, 1963. You know, he doesn't shoot threes and he doesn't dunk. He's uh, just a mid-range jumper. But, uh, what an, you know, the Bulls are leading the NBA in attendance. First in the East. Like, quietly you go, wow, that's right. They've done a pretty amazing job there. Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, got a good team. I don't know how they're going to be. It, it doesn't feel like they enter the conversation when it comes to teams that can win the championship. And it's probably because it's too early to tell if they're going to be a formidable team in the playoffs. But during the regular season, pretty impressive. And certainly with uh, DeMar DeRozan. That was one of those, I thought he was going to end up with the Lakers. You imagine DeMar DeRozan instead of Russell Westbrook Jr. the third. Anthony Davis out for at least two weeks. It's a long, long, long list of injuries there for him. And out two weeks, and now you start to look at playoff seating play-in game. You end up with the Phoenix Suns to start. We'll take a break. More phone calls coming up back after this Dan Patrick show. Almost four years since we announced the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting Full Sail University. We have over 400 active students. We have over 100 graduates. And what is great is we have such great staff. The faculty there, they want you to get hands-on experience. These are all people who have been in the business a lot of them I worked with at ESPN, and they uh, have a variety of jobs there at ESPN. But with our staff, faculty, the students come out ready for a job. You learn all facets of the industry, in the studio, in the control room, the press box, uh, as far as uh, if you're going to be on the air, behind the camera. If anybody you know is interested in this field, give our school a look. In about half the time, you can earn your bachelor's degree in sportscasting. 
The degree is in sportscasting. You can choose to earn your degree online or full sales campus, beautiful campus, great facilities in Orlando, Florida. Learn more about the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Go to fullsale.edu slash danpatrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Oh, I just saw a report said Tom Brady felt he was forced to retire. I don't know when we get the finality here where we know that he's not going to play. I don't know who forced him to retire. Does that mean that his wife forced him to retire? The media forced him to retire? But I I saw that report. So get used to the uh, I'm hearing sources close to me. Uh, Tom Brady spotted someplace where there's a quarterback vacancy, but uh, I believe he's retired. I I get that feeling. Jim Gray said that yesterday. He knows him extremely well, and I'm guessing that Tom Brady is going to stay retired. Yeah, Paul. Do you think he's referring to that the media reported it and it didn't match up with his timeline, forced to retire, like forced to announce it earlier than I was planning to type forced? <sighs> I, I have no idea. But when you start to have somebody jump the gun, I think that he wanted, he was going to retire. The question is when he was going to announce it. And then when ESPN jumped the gun in Tom's eyes, you know, then maybe, maybe he felt like, okay, I have to retire. Now I have to retire this week. Yeah. Paulie, do you have yeah, uh, a, a report? NFL reporter Mike Giardi was discussing Brady's retirement. He said a lot of people feel like Brady was almost forced in that direction to retire, and he doesn't want that want to go in that direction yet. So it's not a quote from Brady or attributed to Brady. Okay, but who's a lot of people, and who who are the lot of people? That's what I want to know. Is it? I only want to know about one person. That's Giselle. Are people suggesting that she forced Tom to retire? Because who else is going to force you to retire? Buccaneers are still holding your roster spot. I don't think the Buccaneers were forcing him to. I don't know anybody else who would be forcing him to retire. Seems like you would. The NFL still wants him to play. Yes, he. The only person that could force him to retire is Giselle. Yeah. This. But if that's what you're saying, that's what the report should say. There are people who feel like Tom was forced to retire. But I, who forced him to retire? I'm guessing it's his wife. Yes, Todd. But even forced, is, I think it's an inappropriate, unfair word. Forced seems a little harsh. Maybe she was a big part of the reason or encouraged him to, but it makes it sound like it's some kind of ultimatum when you use the word forced. Like if he doesn't retire, what? But it's not attributed to Brady. It's just a media report there. But it just feels like I think you're going to have pockets of this. It's just like it, it feels like there's the... Aaron Rodgers buying property in Nashville, then he's going to go to the Titans. Or Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tomlin are good friends. He's going to Pittsburgh. Aaron Rodgers uh, in Denver. Uh, Shailene Woodley, his former fiance, has a place in uh, Colorado. He's not going to go to Colorado. Like, you know, somebody even suggested this to me yesterday. And this is somebody who worked for a team. Said, uh, could you see maybe Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray being swapped for one another? And I go... No. He goes, I'm just throwing it out there. And I go, no, I, I don't want things thrown out there. Like I want things that have attribution here that somebody says, you know what? 
the the Cardinals are moving on for Kyler Murray. If I'm the Cardinals, I, you're all in on Kyler Murray because you're going to have to pay him. Uh, if you feel like he's a franchise quarterback, then hopefully you get somebody who can help him mature and be a leader that you want. That's why not having Larry Fitzgerald, I think, really hurts uh, Kyler Murray. Because you would get that that player who could be sort of not a father figure, but you know, an older brother to help you, guide you through this. Because he's probably not hasn't been criticized like this. And he's got to understand that goes with the territory, being a franchise quarterback, a number one overall pick, a guy who's going to be one of the top paid players in the NFL. With that comes expectations. And and I think that the higher you get up the, you know, the totem pole, you know, the more criticism. Now the more credit you get, but also the more criticism. Yeah, Paul. Don't you wish the NFL had a quarterback transfer portal like the college football does? Just announce. Like Kyler Murray should just say, I'm entering the transfer portal. You can trade for me. Uh, it's it's official. Instead of all this <laughs> subterfuge, you know, if Kirk, oh. is that the right word? I think yeah. we have to call McLovin. Yeah, McLovin's not here. Right? Um, but like if, if Kirk Cousins, if they don't want him, they could put him in the transfer portal. And everyone just gets in line and starts doing it. But yeah. what happens if nobody will let you transfer to them and you're in the transfer portal? Awkwardness. You have to go back to your original team. I love awkwardness. Yeah. Uh, hey, Kirk is uh, in the transfer portal. All right. Let's go after our new. Oh, nobody got Kirk. Okay. Hey, Kirk, welcome back. Uh, great to see you here. Uh, Derek Carr's going to get a contract extension. Derek Carr's going to yeah, gonna get $40 million a year, looks like. Yeah, Paul. But like a team like the Carolina Panthers who need a quarterback, they make a look at a guy like Kirk Cousins and say, hey, that would be fine for us. That's, a, that's an upgrade at the position. Yeah. Yeah. If it's for the right price. All right. A couple of phone calls in here. Jason in New Mexico. By the way, I asked Paulie to uh, see if he could tell me what the fine is for bumping a ref because it feels like Chris Paul is going to be fined. Uh, hey, Jace. Hey, Dan. Um, I'm, you know, 6'3", 240. Um, long time, first time, as you can tell. Um, so I have an issue. I just started dating my girlfriend not even a year ago. I hear that Aaron Rodgers is single now. She is a huge Aaron Rodgers fan due to his commercial with State Farm with the Pugs. And I'm a Bears fan. And so I really don't know if that's a breakupable offense. How do I move forward with this relationship? You know, he, you know, he's a threat now to me for some reason. Yeah, but Jason, if you hated every quarterback who did well against the Bears, you would be <laughs> hating a lot of quarterbacks. Part owner, so I'll give him that. I mean, but, you know, it's just, I, I don't know what to do. I'm just at, I'm at a loss. Maybe Polly can help. Are you going to get married? Eventually. Yeah. To her? So, oh, oh, to her. Yeah, of course. Oh, that, does, that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement. <laughs> it is. It actually is. Okay. How old are you, Jason? Uh, too old to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> How old is she, Jason? Uh, 36-ish. Okay. I'd hold on to her. <laughs> I'd hold on to her. Uh, thank you, Jason. Yeah, Paul. He said he'd been dating her a short time. For a 36-year-old, a year relationship is not a short time. Because I've been dealing, I've only been dating this girl for a short time, a year now. She's thirty six. It's go time. Well, who knows? He's probably in his fifties, maybe. What is it? What is the math there? That if you, your, is it your second wife that she has to be <laughs> half your age plus seven years? That's the ma- That's the the uh, the bottom. The youngest line? you can go. Yes. 
I'm six years older than my wife. Anybody, what's the age difference, Polly? Nine. You're nine years Eight older? and a half, but I'll round up. Okay, nine years yep. older than your wife. Okay. Seton? My wife is 25, so... Oh. There you go. <laughs> uh, let me do the quick math here. Okay, all right, all right. Well done, well done. Uh, Fritzy? I am a year and a half older than Jen. Okay, yeah. uh, A couple more phone calls. What's the uh, fine for bumping uh, an official? It varies. Um, depending how egregious it is, it could be anywhere from fifteen to $25,000 for bumping an official. Okay. That, it's almost like incidental contact, but if you're called for it, it's fifteen. To twenty five thousand. Yeah, I think Chris Paul is going to be fine. You can get more of a, a fine for language with a fan. If you engage a fan, that's where the fines really go up. I think Kyrie Irving with a fan was uh, got twenty five thousand this year. Um, Kevin Durant uh, twenty five thousand this year mm. for swearing at a fan. Mm. That's a bigger fine. Uncle Bub in Illinois joins us. Hi, Uncle. Hey, first time, long time. Um, I don't need a bell. I got my own. Six one two twenty five. Paul, yes, are you great? Hey, uh, I got an intro for me Friday. All right. All right, hold on. Well, I was watching on Peacock and listening to our radio affiliates worldwide. It's me, Friday. (laughs) And now, really, on the trigger, straight out of the heart of the herd, grass-fed and ready to be smoked, Medium And Really, on the trigger, the underestimated king of vitamin C, birth in the land down under the ground. Thank you, you, Uncle Bob. (laughs) You imagine when somebody says, like his wife, maybe he's married, and she goes, what are you working on? Oh, I got this Traeger uh, introduction here. Medium, medium, rare. Yeah, Paul. Everybody has an embarrassing uncle. Proven again (laughs) with this call. Uncle Uncle Bub. Bub. Everyone has an embarrassing uncle. All right. I love the passion. Hey there, Bub. (laughs) I love the passion. Ben in New Orleans joins us on the program. Hi, Ben. What's on your mind? Follow that. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I got to follow Uncle Bub. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I I read an article yesterday that said that uh, Adam Silver had made a comment about how he thought the, uh, the rule was unfair in New York, for uh, players like Kyrie Irving who are unvaccinated, yeah. a home player cannot play uh, play at home, but a, a visiting player, if he's unvaccinated, can play in New York. Yeah. And I think that's been the rule for a few months now. I just wanted to get your opinion on the timing of it. Is it is it James Harden related? Is it you know All Star break? Why wait a half a year to come out and say it's unfair? Do you think that KD made a call? to Adam and said, hey, look, I need some help. I uh, just want to give you, get your thoughts no, on it. No, I know. I, I think you have the New York City mayor, the new mayor, and I think he's looking at this with Kyrie Irving. But Adam Silver did an interview. I think he was on with Greeny on Get Up. And, uh, you know, since they're partners, the NBA and ESPN, this is probably just an all-star break interview or leading up to the all-star break. Uh, Silver said, this law in New York, the oddity of it to me is it only applies to home players. I think if ultimately that rule is about protecting people who are in the arena, it just doesn't quite make sense to me that an away player who's unvaccinated can play in Barclays, but the home player can't. To me, that's a reason they should take a look at that ordinance. 
And, and I understand that. Eric Adams is the new mayor of New York City. And when the original ordinance was put in place, um, Silver said I could uh, see him deciding to change along the way to say it's no longer necessary to have a mandatory vaccination requirement. Uh, as I said, particularly one that affects home players. It doesn't make sense to me. I understand what the commissioner is saying, because why do you have a double standard here? You can come into Brooklyn, into New York, you can be unvaccinated, and you get to play in the game, whereas Kyrie can't. Like, if it's about safety, then if you're unvaccinated, you shouldn't be able to play in New York or any of these other cities. It, it's like you're, you have two sets of rules, and, and it shouldn't be. It should be under the same umbrella, you would think, for the NBA. But I, I do agree with the commissioner. You know, I would hope that Kyrie gets vaccinated so we get to see him play. But if he chooses not to, oh, I don't know if this is going to change. I don't know if it'll change in time for the playoffs. You start to get the feeling that it might with this new mayor. We'll take a break. If you're watching on Peacock, uh, time to open up the Traeger grills here. We'll be back with more phone calls after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Close-up shop. Dedicate this to the great movie maker, Ivan Reitman. Blessed us with a lot of wonderful movies. We'll talk about that coming up. Here's Arcade Fire as we close up shop on this Thursday. Dan Patrick Show. Run down the list of movies that Ivan Reitman gave us. Yeah, so Ivan Reitman, producer, director, Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Twins, Kindergarten Cop. Dave, remember that movie? Yeah. Junior. Uh, Kevin Klein. Great movie. Um, there's so many more. Um, of course, Animal House, uh, Stripes, he produced all the Ghostbusters, uh, The Late Shift, which is a TV movie. It's really great. It just goes on and on. Yeah, I, and we went to his steakhouse in Toronto when we were up shooting the uh, Sandler movie, Pixels, and he stopped over for about 20 minutes or so, and just we were allowed to talk to him about different movies because Sandler always gives you the go ahead. Dan Aykroyd was there and uh, Sandler goes, Hey, Danny, these guys want to ask you uh, move, you know, questions. And then uh, we just fired away questions with those guys. They're very generous with their time. And you know, that Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman have been asked these questions many, many, many times, but you know, we had this opportunity. We asked for the blessing from Sandler and then Sandler goes, uh, to Aykroyd, hey, uh, Danny, uh, these guys want to ask you some uh, questions. And then Aykroyd's like, yeah, bring it on. Yes, he I love, yeah, Adam Sandler was like, no, no, boys, go ahead. He loves talking about it. Go ahead, no, <laughs> ask him. No, boys, boys, come on, go ahead. Ask him. Danny loves talking about this. <laughs> what? Uh, happy birthday to Jim Brown, 86 years of age. He could still give you a couple of carries per game, I think. And uh, Michael Jordan, perhaps you have heard of him, 59 years of age. 
Paulie? If you were a friend of Michael Jordan's, let's say you're a semi-close friend, do you get him something for his birthday? Um, now, he's really well off. Oh, he is? Yeah. I, that, isn't that the toughest type <laughs> Thanks, of person Paul. to buy for? Wait, Michael Jordan is? Yeah. If he wants anything, he's got 10 of them. Yeah, but you have to get him something that is unique to him. It could be a, uh, a frame photograph. It could be maybe something that you commission, a painting. But you have to get him something that, that, you know, that comes from you, not from a store. You're not going to get him a cigar. I was with Ahmad Rashad one time uh, at the NBA Finals, and somebody came up and said, hey, Ahmad, I got you some cigars. Now, they were really nice cigars. Well, um, Ahmad, if you go to the bank and you, you put your, uh, uh, whatever, you're filling out that form to uh, withdraw money, and you put it in the tube and it goes you know, over to the bank, he had a tube full of, it was a metal you know, cylinder full of cigars. He probably had eight or ten cigars there. But they were the cigars that he smoked and Michael Jordan smoked. You're not going to get him a cigar. But people would always say, hey, I got a cigar for you. Well, these guys smoke the same cigars. And that wouldn't work either. I'm trying to think if you could get him. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. <laughs> but, you know, I think I always tell my kids, give me something that's personal. Like you make it personal, whatever it is, it could be a you know frame photograph, whatever. I don't care, a, a homemade card, any of those things. I'm good with that. Yes, Tony. So like a fifty dollars gift certificate to you know one of the shops at the mall. It's just not. It doesn't do anything for him. A little coupon for something like you Jamba got, Juice. You got. Uh, I know. I you got, got pesto you, stain on my you shirt. Spilled, you spilled. Todd was out there, and and we got the the steaks out there. And then there's chimichurra. Like you want, you thought you were in a contest. You, I, like, I got excited, and I wasn't using the uh, the knife. So you I, were like Kobayashi, you know. I, you like this was Nathan's hot dog. I took a bite with the fork, and then like I was kind of caught in the middle. So I'm like, do I just pull it out with my hand, or just kind of keep eating that one long piece of steak? And then all of a sudden, pesto sauce falls on my shirt. Was, on your brand new 2018 Winter Classic. Brand shirt. new four year old Winter Classic NHL. <laughs> is that it? how old that is? Oh sure. Yeah. This was City Field. I guess four years ago they had the Winter Classic in Queens. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I said, Todd, you can slow down. You're good. We, what a mess. My, my cameraman is getting a shot of the, 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 <laughs> the sauce on Todd's sweatshirt there. Yeah, right there. Yeah, right there. Good stuff. I try to wipe it off with the pesto bread, like I could erase it, like it was, wasn't working. By the way, uh, Tyler, the moderator, Tyler, the uh, operator, Tyler, the uh, chef, did a wonderful job today. Yeah, and. Look who got to eat with the big boys. Marvin was out there. Yeah. No longer 12-15 club. You know, you're in first class. You don't want to go back to coach. No, absolutely not. Hey, guys, go back to 37A. I'm up front. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a shot at Mario and the backroom guys. Who? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, the 12-15 club, the uh, podcast available, danpatrick.com. Marv. Yeah, feels good. You know what? That steak tastes a little bit better when you have it about a half hour earlier. It was so succulent. <laughs> <laughs> Taking, a shot at Taking a shot at Fritzy there. Yeah, that's all right. Welcome to the team. Uh, Gibbs in Virginia joining us. Hi, Gibbs. What's on your mind today? Hey, good shout there, my favorite Martian. Good job, Marvin. That was, that was well played. Um, I got a, this day in uh, sports history. I don't mean to steal Polly's thunder, but. Um, this state in sports history, 1999, 
Jay Will white chocolate hit Gary Payton with one of the sickest Ooh. crossovers the NBA has ever seen, and all of our pale point guards still remember that. There yeah. you go, Daniel. Thank you, Gibbs. If you watch Jay Will's highlight reel, Jason Williams, and then you see him now, he's lighting up guys that are half his age. He'll be playing in these pickup games. He was underrated. When he was with Sacramento, you know, I don't think he ever made an all-star team. But, man, when he was with Sacramento, he just had these passes, and he wasn't afraid. But that that move on Gary Payton, and you got the glove, got him, and then he doesn't. And Jay Will just uh, embarrassed him. This day in sports history, Paulie, what do you have? 1999, Jason Williams just lit up. Now, um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, how about this? Oh, this is a sad one. Emmett Smith released by the Dallas Cowboys in 2003, joined the Cardinals. Joe DiMaggio in 1943 joined the U.S. Army as a voluntary inductee. So he missed mm. a couple seasons of baseball, basketball. I'm sorry, baseball. And uh, Wilt Chamberlain scored 67 points against St. Louis for the Philadelphia Warriors. 62. You know, it was on this day, it was 21 years ago, that this player made the longest shot in NBA history. I'm going to give you the team. This is in 2001, made the longest shot in NBA history. Played for the Hornets. Marv, do you have a guess? I'm going to go Baron Davis. Whoa! Ding, ding, nice. ding, Let's ding, go. ding. Oh, that's, that was a fix. Was Did you know that, Marv? You did know that? Oh. <laughs> I don't want to lie to you guys. Okay. Like, oh, this just came right from up here. Okay. All right. Baron Davis. 89-foot buzzer beater in the third quarter in a game against the Milwaukee Bucks. You should have lied. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely should have lied. Uh, let's go around the room what we learned on the program. Todd, what'd you learn today? Mark Wahlberg opened for his brother Donnie's New Kids on the Block in Europe, got in trouble for behavior not suitable for a New Kids-type audience. The wrong stuff, you might say. <laughs> what? He had the wrong stuff. I know. No, you're going to end the week this way. <laughs> uh, Seaton, what'd you learn? Dale Jr., Budweiser man. Paul, Paulie, what'd you learn? Mark Wahlberg benching 340. Marv, what'd you learn? Dale Jr., not crazy about the name Commanders. Uh, the biggest series, live on HBO Max, Max catch uh, Max Original, Peacemaker, starring John Cena. HBO Max for $9.99 a month. We're going to be off for a few days. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you when we get back from vacation. One more item as we close out this Thursday show. Panini. Panini has all the cards you need. Exclusive trading card partners of the NFL. Panini America. They have all the iconic brands. Prism, Contenders, National Treasures, Don Russ. And you get instant classic trading cards. The most popular players, certainly off the Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. You got Joe Burrow. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts. Really, there's something for everyone in Panini America packs, and it's more than just the NFL. Panini is the exclusive home for the NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Collect them all. Collect those uh, top rookies this year. Micah Parsons, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Jamar Chase. Celebrate all the best players and their key performances with Panini Instant. PaniniAmerica.net. Start or continue your collection. See the hottest trending products. Sign up to get all the latest galleries straight to your inbox. That's PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show.